Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Well, g'day, everyone, and welcome to All Talk with Jason Mike. It's very nice to have your company wherever you are in the world. And I just want to make a note right here, Mike. Um, I want to thank the listeners for the privilege of their attention, mate, because it means a lot to me, and I know it certainly means a lot to you. Yeah, it really does. And um, I love it every time you say, I'd like to thank the audience for the privilege of their attention. You say it like it's the first time you've ever said it. But yeah. You say it pretty much every well, time. Well, I, I just think it's one of those things that you need to reiterate so that people right. feel valued. Um, now, normally, and I tell you what, we've got a huge podcast ahead of us. Normally at this stage of the podcast, of course, uh, we go through all your feedback, um, but I understand, Mike, that that's changed somewhat as you've deleted all your social media accounts. What's that about? Well, mate? yeah, there's been some technical difficulties there. The difficulty is I can't check my accounts because I have deleted and or uh, just removed them from my phone. Because what, what I was finding, and, and really more what my wife was finding, oh, was okay. that I wasn't participating in the relationships within the household and to be, you know, it was something I'd noticed as well, that I was on my phone a lot, and it's just something that you'd sort of do um, just for something to do, really, don't you? Yeah. Many a time where I'd just click into Instagram and look, trawl through all the rubbish in there, and there's nothing of interest, and then exit the app, and then immediately push Instagram again and go directly back into it. Yeah. So I realise that I'm some kind of a trained fool. Well, well, you know, I've I've got a young daughter at home and, and my wife is a big fan of social media as well and I, and I can't help, sometimes I'm sitting there on the couch and I'm just watching them going on their Insties, yeah. going on their Facebooks and a vacant sort of glaze comes over their head. I yeah. mean, are people even absorbing what they're looking at these days? It's not like a good old-fashioned no. solid newspaper that you had to yeah, turn the page on. That's they're right. just scrolling down shit, and it just becomes a, a blur, mean, a blur of, of nothingness, Mike. I, I think you're absolutely onto something there. And so, yeah, so I've deleted that off my phone. I can still get it on it through my laptop, through my web browser there, but it's yes. just not the same experience, and I sort of forget about it, to be honest. It's been a, a week or so now, and, um, yeah, so I'm just not going on there, and I've completely deleted Facebook. Yeah, Completely deleted. It's gone. And what also goes with that is your Facebook Messenger, which I, I lose, I use a lot. Yes. Or I did, and now I can't. So that's the way that they try and stop you from deleting Can it. I just ask you on the Facebook front of things, mm. I tried to delete Facebook, and God, what a bloody mission that was. Did you have any difficulty deleting it? Well, I mean, I just Googled how do I delete it. There's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a um, maze, isn't it, yes. to try and get in there. And, and then, of course, the trouble, and this has been going on for a month. Uh, and then, of course, it gets to the end of it, and they say, Are "You sure you want to deactivate? You don't want to just take a rest?" And I'm like, "Yes, I'm sure." Yes. Deactivate, and it goes, "Okay, we'll deactivate that in 50 days." Right. Okay. So it's still sitting there. So of course, you can go back in there. So, sort of two days later, I go, "Oh, that's right. I wanted to buy a uh, a sofa for the garage." You, and they, yeah, yeah, and they hook you back into it. Yeah. They're, they're cunning bastards, they aren't are. they? Very, very cunning bastards. But the only thing, I suppose, on the downside of you um, deleting all your social media kind of scenarios. Mm is, of course, we don't get the feedback. 
Well, I and so we, no. we just kind of we just kind of have to imagine yeah. what what the punters are. I mean, my vibe is that they're really enjoying it, and all the uh, feedback is positive. So we don't need to read it anyway. But even in your personal life, Jace, I mean, obviously, um, you know, you don't bother going to your wife for compliments anymore. You've been no. together for so long. You know no. that that's a dry well. Yes, um, only a bucket of dust at the bottom of that well. Um, and so you do sort of look to Facebook to get any kind of pats on the back or anything like that. And, yeah. Uh, and now there are no pats on the back. No. Um, I spent, you know. How many likes did I get for that amazingly <laughs> funny comment? You see, that's why. That's actually why I went off Twitter. Right. Because to be honest, Mike, I just couldn't be asked. Mm. You know, you, you get locked into this thing where you feel you have to write these little witty couple of lines, that's you know, right. to entertain the people up there. And who gives a shit what you think anyway? I mean, that's always been my issue with social media. Who gives a shit what I think? Absolutely. That's sort of the journey that I've been on, Jace, where I, I, at the very start, I guess I joined in 2008 or nine or whenever it was, and at the start you're going through and you're, tr- you're writing all these things that are, you know, funny. Yeah. Um, then I, get v- I got quite politically active and I started being one of those people oh, that was no, going, okay. oh, you can't believe this, blah, blah, blah. And then as time goes on, then you see other people well, and I like I like a you know something funny, humorous, great. But then the political stuff, and you go, God, am I like that? And then I would sort of go through a transition where I'd start writing my response. Yes, and I'd sort of get six or seven lines into it, and I'd just look at it, pause, and just think, Who gives a fuck? Yeah. And I realise nobody, and nobody cares about my opinion. And for those of you listening out there who who make these political posts, particularly or anything else. Nobody cares about that either. And you think if you leave that somebody's going to miss you, they won't miss you. No, no one misses you. And actually, we made a, a point on this podcast, of course, uh, being straight up with you, we don't talk politics. No. We, we just will not go there. I mean, no. there's a lot going on in the world politically. I'm quite interested in the world politically, but no one gives a shit what I think about political issues. Well, what are you going to add to it that somebody else hasn't well, exactly. already added to it? It's already been out there, uh, you know, conspiracy What difference are you going to make, Jace? Well, exactly. Hey, speaking of social media... Um, is your is your brother-in-law still still staying with you at the moment? Because I understand the he last is. time we saw, oh, is he still there? He is. is he? Okay. Yeah. Well, we had that discussion last week, didn't we? That because um, I'm sure he's on. So, because what what's his age? About twenty. Well, he's twenty. That's yeah. Exactly. What, actually, he's got his twenty-first coming up. He's uh, he's given me the honour of pouring his um, his yard glass for him. Which I'm looking forward to doing. That'll be just me and him. A rite of passage. It is. It is the it old, old yardy. And I've poured a few in my day, and um, what I would do back in the day was put just a touch of olive oil on my hands. And what that did was help with the rotation. You didn't get the jerky rotation, so when the bubble of air got to the neck. Oh, okay. So, so you, you were like, really professional oh, yeah, about it. Yeah, we were very serious about you've got it. Because right? you've got to twist Keep it, don't you, and it. just curve it. That's right. And you've, got, and you've got to be really careful of that tsunami of beer. That big you know, that bubble. Big, that big bubble, bubble that of sort of turns into a, a, a tidal wave that's of right. alcohol and that often, smears you know, across the face. That's right. You can sort of see the... The tide rise up above the eyeballs, which is funny, uh, but it doesn't help with the drinking. Now, he's still there, and, and last week, of course, on the uh, podcast, we discussed the fact that, um, you know, he'd sort of walked into the bedroom at a, at a relatively inopportune time, and we discussed what, what what were the benefits of me raising it with him, and I just, in the end, I couldn't bring myself to do it. So you just I let said, it go? Yeah, I just let yeah. it go. I let well, it go. Well, because I, I remember in that discussion last week, you were talking about the fact that the, the room that he was in, uh, has a little shutter in the floor, mm. and you were maybe looking to get him back a bit, maybe have a bit of a that's right. look and see if he was partaking in any kind yeah. of sexual action. Did yeah, you end up right. doing that, or did you, did well, you because, think that yeah. was a bit pervy? Uh, well, his, yeah, his, his girlfriend turned up, um, and she stayed for a few days. She, she 20 as well? Oh, thereabouts. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah, she turned up, stayed an extra day. She was going to stay for a couple of nights, added a day on there. Yeah, well, to be fair, mate, 
It's a beautiful spot. Oh, why, why wouldn't you? Hey, and also, what a beautiful couple. Oh, you know, young love. Yeah, oh, I do. Um, and so we've got a couple of, in the back, back room there, we've got a, uh, a couple of single beds. Now, he wanted to put those together. Not on my watch, mate. Oh, okay. Eh? So you got all dad on not, it, did not you? Not on my watch, mate. You keep those separate. Right. Um, and in fact, you can sleep with me. And my wife will sleep with her. Yeah, and yeah. And we'll just keep everything above board. Just to make it totally. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's very mature of you, actually. It's, yep. very, it's very fatherly, mater- uh, paternal of you, if I can put it that way. Well, look, I'm too. I'm, uh, would I be a grandfather if my brother in law has a son or a, or a daughter? I don't know what you would be technically. What would you be technically? Probably disinterested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, God. But no, that was very, very mature of you. Well, it's good to hear that he's enjoying. No, he's going. He's going good. So he's he's just started going out for job interviews now. Okay, because um, he's finished university. Is he's he done, he's done his degree. Okay, what's he qualified in? Uh, he's got a degree in marketing and economics. I think it was a minor in economics. Okay, so he could potentially and a major get, in uh, marketing and. So he could potentially get a job in that genre, in that form, and actually work from the island. Oh, yeah. I mean, anything is possible, yeah. Mm. I mean, he might be looking to stay long term. Yeah, well, that's what I was, yeah, I was yeah, just yeah, sort yeah. of thinking. Maybe yeah, yeah. maybe he's uh, he's setting up shop, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that would be all right, wouldn't it? He I sounds think, like a good break. I think, when I, yeah, now that you mention it, he's got a little bit of a th- It seems like he wants to push those two beds together. Yeah. 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 Sort of, uh, well, I can understand that. I mean, I'm, I can imagine that sleeping with you wouldn't be great. No. I, well, I, I, mean, made, I made sure of that. Yeah. You don't want any sort of inadvertent fumbling in the night, no. You know? Because because of course there is the, there is a potential, of course, that you you're drowsy, you're sleepy. It's two in the morning. You yeah. roll over. You put your arm over your loved one for a, I've spit, done that before, a, a bit of a spoon, a and he's like, "What yeah. the hell's going on here?" Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been good. He's been helping out around the house. You know, he's been bloody good there. And um, great stuff. You know, it is interesting. He isn't sounds it? like a great fella. He's a top man. Yeah. Um, you know, I asked him for a. Um, I said, oh, Chuck is a screwdriver, would you? Uh, Phillips screwdriver or a drill? Because I was just fixing something in the wardrobe. Some of the railing wasn't quite quite how I like oh, it. So. I've, I've had nightmares with railings in oh, my wardrobe. Mate. And Absolute so, um, you know, he came back with a drill bit. Just the bit. Right, okay. You know, and in that moment I thought, it would be very easy to get judgmental there. But when I was 20, in fact, when I was 30, 35, that's exactly the sort of thing I would do. Absolutely. I just don't, you know, well, don't have any idea at all. Can I just mention my, my fantastic grandfather, Brum? Mm. He was a carpenter by yes. trade, and he had, he had your classic old man shed, and it was huge with just an array of tools and things like that because mm. he used to make caravans. That's what he did to make a right. living. He made, his, he made a caravan from beginning to end at the age of 86, my friend, she which was. is a pretty good achievement. That's but he, really good. I used to go into the shed with him all the time, and he'd go, go and get me a bit of two-by-four, boy. Oh, God. You know, I didn't know what a bit of two-by-four no. was, Mike. I wouldn't know that. And I'd go, no, that's a bit of six-by-three. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, at least you knew it was a bit of wood. Well, I, I got wood. Yeah. Well, I mean, I got a piece of wood, yeah. um, and he, it was never the right one. Yeah. So I can, I can kind of relate to his issues. I remember a gaffer saying to me, you know, when I was a runner, when I first started running, so 26 years old, um, and he was asking for something, and I said, oh, no, I, I nearly found it, but I um, we could only find something that was uh, 30 mil. And I held, held up my thumb and forefinger. It said 30 mil, uh, but my fingers uh, were about five mil apart. Right, so I, I didn't see, even, yeah. you know, I mean, I was, I was just clueless. But he's actually making me a better person, Yeah, uh, my brother-in-law, because we were in this, trying to fix this. He was struggling to put the door on the uh, railing. For quite some time, and then I thought, oh, I'll give it a go, mate. Now, I went in there, and I looked at it, and I couldn't get 
the door onto the roller because it was too tight. Yes. It was just too, there wasn't enough space. So what I did, looked at it for a while, got the screwdriver eventually, lowered, drilled that out, lowered the railing so that it could fit on top and then screwed it back in. Yeah. Now generally what I would do, my approach to that, that would be pretty quickly to turn to swearing and kicking the shit out of it. Yeah, I understand. Now because he was there, I had to pretend like I was a level-headed, mature person. Yeah. But that's not what I am in reality. So having him around and me wanting to sort of show him something has actually made me, you know, less of a yeah. an angry psychopath around the house when it comes to home renovations. Well, I mean, if you if you had an a- angry psychopathic kind of episode there and, you know, you started smashing shit, that's just going to make him more tense, isn't it? More prone to mistakes. That's right. Um, you see, in the, I, I'm very much like you, Mike. In that sort of situation, I would have brought the chainsaw out. You know what I mean? She's not fitting. Get the chainsaw out. Just, just whip off. But that. that is right, though, isn't it? Yeah, oh yeah. Now, how does that go with your wife when you start screaming? What's because what's your go-to uh, swear word phrase around the house when something's not going your way? Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> generally, what happens when it, when it, whenever I um, go to do any kind of practical task, my wife generally goes out. Right. She, she doesn't stay around the house. Right. So, um, well, you've got to find a workaround, don't you? Yeah. And mine is, mine is that as well. Oh, for fuck's sake. Or I've actually come up with one. Um, cocksucking motherfucker I pulled out. Yeah. Fairly re- I'm sorry about the language there. Yeah, well, no, I understand. But, well, you get to that point of rage, don't you? Yeah. That, that, that it just comes out. But you it's such a release it. valve. And it's oh, just, it is. For me, it's just part of the process of, you know, Trying to do something manual like hang, hang a picture. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, or either that, you know, I can start swearing or I, I just start hiffing shit, you know, just throwing it against the wall. Yeah. Um, so it's always best that the kids go Not out. your wife. No, not my wife. Jesus, not your no. kids. She's gone. She's, she'll be in some op shop somewhere buying... More rabbits. Hand. Yeah, more rabbits. Hey, uh, I just want to follow up too from our, our last podcast. I know Maggie... Oh. Maggie uh, Tillerson, Maggie Tillerson, who yeah. uh, offered to give her seven point five million dollars to help the poor and the struggling because she felt her own family were she, she's unwell. Her partner sadly has passed away recently, yeah, um, and she felt her family was just using her for money. So she was wanting to give us the money. I believe, Mike, that you sent her an email. I did send her an email, and um, you know, I mean, what a what a horrid story it was from Maggie. There, it was she's got all this money there which is a bit of a silver lining, but, you know, personal life's not going great, and she just wants to give her money to um, widows, widows, orphanages, um, and something else, which I thought was, you know, magnificent of her. Um, But, yeah, I did send an email back. Is that worth reading out, or should we wait until we get a response? Well, I'm just glad to start off with it. You actually responded to because I think that will mean a lot to to, uh, Maggie because – you know, there's nothing worse than sending it off and, and you don't respond. It's particularly, we're talking 7.5 million. Well, you're um, opening yourself up, aren't you? you yeah. Know? Um, and so, yeah, I did send a response. I'm hoping to get um, an answer back You haven't shortly. deleted your email as well, have no, you? No, I've got it okay. here. Do you want, should I read it out? Well, no, I just, I just when she does respond, yeah. I just worry because you've got rid of all the other platforms that you got rid of. Email, yeah, no, I've kept great. my email. Okay, great. Well, let's crack into it. And uh, we've got a huge amount of questions today to get through. Mm. So let's get into a bit of acting chat with Jason Mike. Cut! Let's go again, please, one more time. Jason Mike bring you acting chat. This is uh, from Paul in Karore, mm. who uh, actually sent us a message last week. Oh, it was the week before. Oh, it was yeah, the week yeah, before. Yeah. And he says, hi guys, last week I asked you what I could look forward to in an acting career, and also what jobs you have done when work dries up. You answered half of that question, 
When can I expect a response to the other half, uh, Paul and Kurori? Well, he's got a bit of an attitude, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, well, immediately I go attitude, and I, a part of me goes, I'm not going to answer that question, Paul. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? and the part of me is sort of like all of me. Yes, Is yeah. how I feel about it. Uh, but it is interesting, isn't it? You must have done a myriad of different jobs over the course of your life. Well, yeah. I mean, um, you know, I, I did your stock standard sort of working in Whitcalls for a while as a young fella to earn. What was your, what was your first job? Did you milk run, paper run? Uh, my first ever job, my first ever proper job was working in Whitcalls as a 15-year-old right. um, in the holidays yep. just to earn a bit of money. Oh, but having said that... Uh, I did. did use, they have a wit calls in there. Yeah, they did the, in those days. Yeah, they did. They had books. Uh, um, and I tell you what, the most popular, the most popular item back then was the old abacus. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, when modern technology like, that comes your, out, exactly. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, actually, the first jobs I had was working for my father. My father was a businessman, and so I used to always have to. God, go that's into, a vague. Well, <laughs> he, a vague he was a manager. He, he was a manager. He was one of those guys, actually, whose job it was to go into a company and fire people. Oh, great! So he would have been well liked. He, everyone hated him. Yeah. Um. But anyway, did I, he like his job? Yeah, he loved it. He loved it, mate. He'd just come in there and just. Do the most brutal cuts. Yeah, people crying all over the place all you the time. Fun with that, couldn't you? You could, but I used to work for him a lot. I used to do the stock takes. Oh yeah, and and because he worked in the tool <laughs> industry, you know, I'd spend heinous hours counting boxes of ball bearings and things like that, and screws. Uh, that was heinous. Do you know what a, a genius to that is? Does sound heinous, and it feels like he's just trying to keep you occupied. Yes. To be honest, well, he probably because was. Generally, what you do is you've got a box of screws or ball bearings. You weigh one exactly. You put the rest in the box and you work it out with your abacus that you were selling at Whitcalls. Well, exactly. You see, in hindsight, I realised that. Yeah. And I think he may have even said to me a few years down the track, you know, those boxes <laughs> of ball bearings. You didn't actually have to count them; we just weighed them. Yeah. Uh, and that way, we knew. What, yeah. what number was in there? And uh, I'm talking like, I'm talking like shelves roof high, right down a massive, <laughs> you know, down a massive warehouse filled with boxes of ball bearings, of ball bearings, of screws, of all sorts of shit like that that I would painfully. And he he made him he made an issue too. He used to come in while I, while I was in the middle of a box and start chatting to me. Yeah, sure. Just to throw out off. some numbers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, gee. Oh. Yeah. And actually, to be honest, I got to the point where I didn't give a shit. I just made up numbers. Yeah, that, that's right. But it's amazing, isn't it, with parents? And as you have kids, you've probably done these tricks as well, like you did with stealing cigarettes off your daughter, which I really like. And I'll, I'll do that when my daughter's old enough. But how your parents can make you think um, that what you're doing has got any value at all, when really, looking back on it, how could anything I was doing have any value? She would always say to me, God, you're so good at cleaning the bath. Yeah. So good at cleaning the bathroom, you know, the sink. And I used to, and I'd go, oh, am I? And so I'd go and do it. Yeah. Said, God, I'm really good Clever. at this. Clever. You know, she'd give me a bit of well-placed, um, you know, complimentary feedback. Well, and, this, I, and I was with a, with a gif going at it. Yeah, well, this is the thing, mate. You, you give people positive feedback. They'll respond to it. Don't you yeah. worry about it. Here's an interesting thing I do with my youngest daughter because she's always been a fussy eater. Right. But she loves chilli. Right, and she, she's really into chili. Strangely mm. enough, because I we eat quite a lot of hot food in my house, and so what I do is when I cook a meal, I'll often say to her, and I and I, and I know that she won't want to eat it. I'll say to her, "Oh, bub, that might be a little bit too spicy for you," and so she goes, "That won't be too spicy for," and she eats it every time, and then she eats the entire meal and goes, "That wasn't spicy at all, Dad." The reverse and I go, psychology. Oh, God, you, geez, you're a yeah. you know, yeah. just changing it up, Mike. Yeah. 
Um, really good, that one, isn't it? Or, yeah. you know, mum, and then mum graduated, as you say, she go, I bet you can't clean it as well as you did last week. Yeah. You, bet you can't make the, the toilet shine as much as it did last week. I'll show you, mum. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then in your face, you know, when I did. Yeah. Sparkling. God, they're clever parents, oh, aren't they? they? Are. Yeah. So what sort of jobs were you sort of running with? And I mean, I imagine you've had quite a few before. Well, I've you... had quite a few. So I sort of, I mean, that's not many for you. You've counted some ball oh, and some screws and, uh, and worked at Wickles. Um, did you used to steal out of the till? You strike me as a bit of a... No, I, I was scrupulously honest. Yes. Um, I also worked for a little while after I left school um, between training college, before I went to training college, I worked for a podiatrist. Oh, yeah. And, and you know those little, they make these little plastic insoles that you put in your shoe? Mm, to um, make you taller. Well, you know, cause like people like me with really flat feet and my ankles would collapse on themselves because, and so I needed <laughs> pads. And so I met through the butcher shop where I lived above, his brother was a podiatrist. And what he used, he used to make these particular shells that you put in the shoe, and my job was to put the hot plastic. You, you get the plastic hot, and then they have a mold of a foot, and you just press it mm. over the mold, and bloody eureka! That sounds pretty satisfying. Actually, it was very. I, I stuffed it up a lot of times, okay. mate. It was very well paid, though. Oh, was it? Um, it was. I spent a lot of. I spent a year working for Greenpeace. Oh. Um, door to door was that door to door, door on the to street? Door, mate. Yeah, door right. Yeah, of course it was. Got bitten by dogs. I got <laughs> I got hit on. Uh, there was all sorts of carry on. Yeah, um, and, and it was a good time too working for Greenpeace. How'd you go of, with it? Did you go pretty well? Yeah, I I was. I was you would have been I a fairly persuasive good door to door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good looking um, man. But I got how old t- were you then? About twenty. Yeah, about twenty one. Oh yeah, yeah twenty one. And um, I remember once I was so good at my job. This is an absolutely true story. That they got a new, you know, often we get new people coming in to learn how to do what we did. Right. It was called canvassing. Right. And uh, they said to me one day, Jace, we've got this new guy. Can you take him around with you today just to give him an idea of what of, it takes? You know, of what it takes and how it works and yeah. the spiel and that sort of shit. And I went, yeah, that's fine. I swear to God, this guy was really anxious and nervous. And I went up to the very first house with this guy and I knocked on the door and uh, this really intense looking dude opened the door. And I said, G'day there, mate. My name's Jason. I work for Greenpeace. And this guy looked me straight in the eye and he said, Mate, I don't give a fuck if you work for Orange Peace. Get the fuck off my property. And that was the first teaching gig I had with this young guy. And this guy was freaking out. He was like, Oh my God, is it all like that? And I said, No, nah, mate, that was just a that was just a one off. But it was very funny that my first ever teaching experience was with a nutter like that. I'd give money to Orange Peace. Yeah, Orange Peace, same. Well, it was around the time, actually, where Greenpeace was quite big. Right. You know, and it was just taking off. So people were really into, into Greenpeace. You know, not this guy. Not but this guy, no. He hated hippies like <laughs> me. And, that, you know, you've got to remember it. Well, to be stay- fair, you weren't doing it for the environment. You were doing it for the money. Oh, for the, absolutely for the yeah. cash. And what was the commission on that? I think we, you know, so we, we were asking people for 20 bucks and they got a subscription. They got magazines. They got a whole bunch of shit to whole, throw in the bin. Yeah, yeah. They created pretty, some, some waste. Some waste. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think we we got uh, a third of that. Oh, really? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, so, you so know. You're, yeah, you're trying to persuade them up, aren't you? Yeah, What's the biggest donation that you had? I think it was 300. <sighs> yeah. That's good. And that was and, and that particular one was really I didn't even have to do anything. He was like, mate, I love what you guys do. How much do you want? And I said, well, whatever you're comfortable Grand. with. He wrote a 300. Wow. 300 I, was, I may have even got more than that, but I can't recall. Right. Uh, what else have I done? But yeah, my, Bar but then, work? You've done some bar work? No, never done bar no. work. Um, but then, of course, I went to university and then I went to training college. Well, I went to training college and university and stuff like that. And did odd, odds and pods but you, around but the place. In terms of supporting your acting career, once you started acting and became full time, obviously, it's very rarely in a calendar month enough to pay the bills. Depending, 
you fill things up in there or you're just happy to live on the bones of your ass? Well, I was I, I was doing stand-up comedy at the same time, of uh, course, so yes. that was another little thing. But uh, uh, around the time I started getting into the whole acting thing, the voice work oh, was yeah. a really big thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a lot of voice work. And actually, rather than the acting and the comedy, it was the voice work that kept me, kept our family afloat for right. a long time. Cause, and, and, and the weird thing is, like back in the day, you get I got paid more 15 years ago than I do today. Yeah. And usually it's the other way around. Of course, the more experience you have, the more your, your pay rate right. goes up. But with the voice work, it seems now because everyone can do it. Everyone can do it, You know, yeah. the companies do it by themselves. The exactly. pay rate's gone down, so I'm actually earning less than well, I Well, they just get the receptionist in. Well, exactly. Chuck a script in front yeah. of them. Yeah. Can you just read that for me? Yeah, Sweet. exactly, yeah. How much do I get paid for that? Nothing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, oh, I yeah, can that's do it, good. no worries. Yeah. What about yourself, Mike? Well, I started out, uh, my brother had a paper run, and then he went to um, college, so I ended up doing the paper run, the Living Chronicle. Yeah, nice. Went from that, progressed up to the milk run. Bit of fitness in there as well, of course. Yeah, that's right, especially with the milk run. Yeah. Um, I've heard other people talk about- Was that about milk run with the- um, The crates on the trolley? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh, with the glass bottles, all yeah, that sort of carry on. Cut myself open a couple of times so that yeah. you wouldn't hear me complain about it, mate. No. Nah. You know, people Just a trail get, of blood down the neighbourhood. Yeah, that's right, and sort yeah. of blood-splattered milk bottles. And of course, was, do you, you'd remember the grapefruit juice and the orange juice that used to come from the milk boys. Do you remember that? I, I absolutely do, yeah. yeah. In Rotorua, where I live. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Used to treat ourselves Full to one cream, or two of those. silver tops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Pretty mate. good. So I did that. I really enjoyed those. And then mum um, opened a dairy with her husband, um, who was not my father, uh, but was her husband. And uh, so I worked there. Through okay, college, yeah, cool. and I've always it, wanted to work in a dairy. Oh, it was it was pretty good. I had some pretty good experiences there. Yeah. Um, the first time I ever watched the film Lolita, Stanley Kubrick's Lolita. Yes, I know it. Um, Jesus, hell of a film. I haven't gone back to it. No, I think it wouldn't be. I mean, yeah, it have issues now. It had issues then. It did. Um, but I worked there, and also what what sort of really stands out in my mind. Um, outside of just watching sports in the back she in the back room when uh, nothing was going on, um, was my stepfather accusing me of stealing cigarettes? Ah, uh, okay, yeah. Uh, what was we, your relationship like with him? Oh, it was good. No, he, was, he, was good. he used to take me ten pin bowling. We used to play in a Sweet. league down in Paraparaumu. Nice. Um, so that was good. So that side of it was really good, and I enjoyed that. The bad part was him accusing me of stealing cigarettes when I didn't. Yeah, and shaving. Um, Leaving his his shaving stubble in the hand basin in the house, yeah, uh, and then Mum blaming me for it, and him just letting her blame me, yeah. Well, particularly <laughs> which, and at the time he was probably about forty, which is four years younger than I am now. Yeah, and so I get it now. He would have thought it was really funny. Yeah, yeah. But but and especially given how much work you put into cleaning the bathroom too. Well, you know how much I put into that. Yeah, exactly. And to have this. Rampant stubble, just yeah. Well, the thing is, your sinks, and then to be accused of it, that would have been. It's like, Mum, I'm nine. Yeah, I haven't got any stubble. Yeah, I don't have any. Yeah, um, so that was. I really enjoyed working there. Um, I remember one gentleman coming in one day, and um, you know, we sold pies and ice creams. We sold everything in there. It was really good. The bread. Yeah, and I just sort of felt a presence coming, and I looked up, and there was this guy there, and he had uh, the darkest aura. And, you know, I'm not a hippie, I don't use it, but he had an energy about him which was so black that yes. I could feel it come through the door. Right. And we had a buzzer yeah, yeah. as well, so I heard the yeah, buzzer. Yeah, you heard the buzzer, yeah. yeah. Um, and he was a glue sniffer and he was just wondering, um, and immediately I freaked out because his energy was so bad, he goes, don't worry, mate, I'm not going to do anything. 
Okay, um, which, you know, kind of sets you on yeah, edge a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, how did you know I was thinking that? Probably the look of terror <laughs> on my face. And he goes, I was just wondering if you've got any spare, um, any spare bread bags lying around. Right, okay. Obviously for the glue. I see, yeah. And I yeah. said, no, we... I we gotcha. generally sell the bread with the bag. In the bag, yeah. So the bag will go with the bread. And he's like, oh, all right. And off he went. So I remember that. Yeah. We never got stuck up or anything. But it was a good, yeah, that was a good job. Yeah. Um, and then I was on the dole. That was good. Oh, yeah, I was on the dole too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, let, let me make that point. When I lived in ODD Point, I was right. on the dole for about a year and a half. Yeah, I did about a year after I got back from, but boy, um, we've paid that from back, dropping Mike. out of uni. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I did a bit of laying on the couch myself. Yes. Um, to be fair, and then uh, I got into the door to door sales, Jace. Yeah, I remember you saying, "Was it was it encyclopedias?" First aid kits. My oh, dad, oh, first did, aid my kits. dad did uh, encyclopedias. All oh, right. Okay. But yeah, I did those door to door, and that was a joy. Yeah. Um, used to get paid my bonuses in um, kegs. Right. Yeah. Okay. Broke a couple of sales records there, and then I went from there, went and lived with Mum. Yep. Again. Yep. And uh, sold alarm systems at in people's homes, so you know telemarketers, all that sort of carry on. Yeah, yeah, sweet man. Yeah, really good. Um, well, it's interesting. I once I left home, which was immediately I left school. I never went back home. Right, never went back home. Right. Well, I, I, only, I only went home because Mum's um, husband passed away. So oh, right. Well, that's fair enough. Her, wanted to keep her company. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah. Well, and that you know. You learn a lot going door to door, don't you? You do. Because you never know. That that was the kind of thrill of it. You'd knock on the door and you never knew no. quite what you were going to get. No. Well, I knocked on a door once um, and, you know, long story short, um, a member of uh, a fairly prominent and well-known New Zealand gang answered. Right, okay. And I was trying to – I was 18 years old um, and it was in South <laughs> Auckland and, and that was a real eye-opener. I didn't know places like – what appeared in Once We Warriors existed in New Zealand. I thought that was an American thing. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I knocked on the door of this guy's place at about midday and um, immediately tried to back out of the sale. He said, what do you want? Yeah. I said, oh, yeah, mate, we're just in the area doing a uh, special on these first aid kits. Um, but it's all right, your missus said you've already got one, so I'll just, I'll be on my, he goes, no, nah, no, nah, come in, I want to see it. So I went in there. That was at midday. I didn't leave until three o'clock in the morning. Right, okay. Um we got on the paperwork. Yes. We had a few beers. I got all my mates over uh, and we gambled away uh, until the wee small hours. And then one of the team uh, backed out of his driveway and crashed into a car over the other side of the road, drove home, did wheelies in the field opposite the house we were renting and then parked up. Right, okay. So, yeah. you know, that these was a good the, night. These are the sort of things that could happen, though, in all honesty, eh? Yes. I, I mean, I had some great times with people. Yeah. I mean, I'm not talking sex, really. I'm just meaning people go, oh, come in, mate, but you But did know? you get offers of sex, Jason? Oh, because I, I heard about all these offers of sex well, that were going on. No one was offering me any sex, possibly because of the goatee that I was running at the time. I, I think on two, occasions, on two occasions, I, I could say that it was pretty overt flirting and suggestions and right. that I just chose not to go right. with... <laughs> Um, you know, I just sort of moved on. Yeah. Said, but anyway, uh, if you could just write that check, <laughs> take the check and yeah. a, and move on. But hey, Paul and Kalori, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Uh, and then, I, and then I, in terms of the acting stuff, bloody deserves quite well, frankly right. with that attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll do all sorts, mate. And if I could offer you any actual advice, mate, I'd say uh, get yourself a profession. <laughs> Get, yeah. get something, some kind of actual knowledge that's um, useful uh, in the real an world. An apprenticeship or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Plumbing, sparkies. You always need a sparky. Yeah, totally, mate. Um, you know, uh, bathroom cleaning. Yep, all that. Cleaning's bloody well paid, mate. It is. Cleaners are on some good money. Yeah. 
So, Paul and Karori, uh, we hope that helps, mate. But right now it's time for Jason Mike Talk Relationships. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I think she's cheating on me. It's Relationship Advice with Jace and Mike. Dear Jason Mike, my sister is on a scholarship to a prestigious all-girls school. She is on the brink of taking on her final exams in her last year, but has had a major disruption in her study after being thrown out of the boarding house for coming back hammer drunk twice in three days following end-of-year celebrations. This feels like a massive overreaction given she is 18 and of age. What can we do? What lessons can be learned? And that's from Samira on the Instagram. What a great question, Samira. Mm. So Samira isn't the, oh, it's her sister. Okay, yeah. so Samira's sister. Yeah. I mean, it. it's one of those difficult things, isn't it? Um, because she's 18, you know, in those sort of environments. It's very, I don't know if you went to university, Mike. Or, this is this is high school. Oh, high school, I yeah. see, yeah. Last um, year of high school. Com, coming of age, I mean, especially where we are out in West Auckland, you know, they, that, that sort of thing is going on all the time, mm. you know, and, and she's 18, she's of age, she's obviously gone on a bit of a bender, mm. um, had a bit of a good time, and as a consequence, been thrown out of her boarding house. Um, Not out of the school, out of the boarding house. So yeah. she's she's obviously going to have to go and sleep somewhere else. I mean, what's happened here from the sounds of it is, you know, at the end of the, especially your last year at high school, it's a, it's a, it's an intoxicating time, isn't it? it a, indeed a, it is, yes. It's a heady time, um, the excitement and the fear, the nervousness, you know, you spend all this time with all these friends for 13-odd years, and, and now it's all coming to an end, um, and isn't it exciting? So you've got all these different functions as a prize-giving. Yeah. There's probably some kind of a dance. You yeah, know, there's some sort of ball. Yeah, exactly, um, and all these sorts of things going around, and, you know, you go out and you have a couple of cocktails, and what's wrong with that? Yeah. Well, coming back to your boarding house yeah. with a few too many cocktails, and I'm surprised you can afford cocktails being 18. Um but, you know, getting thrown out? Yeah. What do you think, Jase? Well, this is where I struggle with it because I've never lived in a boarding house. So, you know, there, there were times I, I recall us, uh, me leaving school at 18 and we, we partied on like it was 1995, mate. Mm, uh, yeah. we, we had a great old time, well, me and my mate. It was 1975. But it was 1975, exactly. And, um, you know, uh, and I went back to my dad's house and he was very much of the, oh, <laughs> you know, Boys, eh? Hey, having a bit of a having a bit of a blade. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um. So so that's where I'm struggling with this because, you know, obviously the boarding house has some rules that Samira um that Samira's sister has has broken and yes. and she's had to pay the consequences yes. of that. Um. But you know, I, she's young. She hopefully would have learnt some lessons from that. Yes. Um. And and will go on from there. Is my kind of vibe about that particular yeah. question, Mike? I mean, it's um. It's hard, isn't it? It's, um, I mean, you've done it twice in three days. You're hammered drunk, according to this, um, which is not a great sign. No. Um, but you sort of think, well, given, I mean, here's my thing. Her, she's having to sit her final exams. Well, so this I, is what I, I want to know. Has she, 
She's about to sit her different. final exams. Yeah. She's at a boarding house, which says to me she's away from home. Yes. So now she's sort of lost a little bit of stability yeah, around the saying. final exams. Now, these aren't fourth form exams or fifth form or year, whatever the hell they're called. Yeah. Um, so I just sort of feel like... She's um, peaked a bit early. Well, she's peaked early and then, you know, have the, have the boarding house come in a bit hot. Yeah. And said, okay, well, it's a, a punishment for... Um, for you know, being drunk twice in three days, we're going to make you homeless. Yeah, uh, prior to your exams, which are going to set you up for the rest of your life. Yes, um, because you're right there. I actually overlooked that, but she was on the brink of taking her exam, so mm. that makes it slightly different. Mm. I mean, it's it's a little more understandable had she done her exams, yeah. and then it was just everyone. You know what it's like. It's summertime. You're That's all right. free from school. You're starting a new life. You're full of excitement. Yes. Um, so she's, she's jumped the gun, hasn't she? She's jumped she? the gun. Yeah. She's twice. She's jumped the gun twice. Twice. She's peaked too early. Yeah. Um, but I, I think as a, as a sister, Samaria, you just got to go in there and maybe give her some accommodation, support her, and get her through those exams, make sure she sits them, yeah. gets them done, and, and moves on from this from this bit of a disaster as she, she finds herself in at the moment. You know, do you think that she should be ringing up and having a word with the uh, school about this? Samira should do that. Well, I... I I don't think that, um, you know, there's any harm in that. Mm. Well, I mean, it's her last year, isn't it? Yeah. And, you know, just to say, hey, look, she's stuffed up. She's really sorry. Yeah. Um, even she, if she's not. Even if she's not. Well, she's probably not. She's probably not. But, you know, well, she. to be fair, she's probably freaking out. Oh, she's probably freaking out. Yeah, no, she's probably going, Jesus Christ, yeah. oh, you know, what am I going to do? You know what she's probably doing? She's probably going, God, these, these such an overreaction. Yeah, yeah. You know, there won't certainly won't be any. Maybe I shouldn't have got him and drunk twice in three days. Yeah, there won't be any self reflection going on. No, I, I I think that's fair. Well, you know, I, I think back to my my last years at school. I was a big durry smoker. I and I was I, a massive drinker. I, I um I later found out um after I left the school that all the teachers knew I was a smoker. Ah. Um, and particularly in the seventh form, where well, you, I was, you reek as well. Don't well, you? that's this is a crazy <laughs> thing. You know, we. My mate and I, a guy called Derek, we used to, we'd be in the middle of a maths class and we'd go, Mrs. Foley, can we go out and we've just got to go and grab some stuff out of it. We'd go and have a durry, both of us. And then we'd come back into the class and you're right, we would absolutely reek of cigarette smoke. And how we thought we were getting away with it, I don't know. But I had a number of teachers say to me after I left school, Jace, we knew you were a smoker, mm. for God's sake. You know, yeah. it was it was patently obvious but we didn't want to suspend you so we just ignored it right which I was like oh well that was that's good how, how big of them was that that's pretty good uh, you know they went, you, think, you still think that they would say hey can you stop smoking yeah you don't have to suspend you exactly just hey Chase, or just because look I mean here you just are now don't do what, it 40 don't, 50 years later yes yes still smoking still smoking you know or just Chase, can you just not do it in the middle of assembly sure you know because everyone can see well that's right you know what I mean and yeah. it just makes it awkward well, for that's us that's right yeah I mean I remember you you know you're sort of out there giving your, your you said you do poetry and you get your awards yeah and, you know you'd have a pipe, you had your cravat, and you'd be smoking your pipe, and that was your idea of what a poet was. Yes, indeed. Um, but, you know, you didn't have to light it, and it didn't have to be stuffed with, um, you know, sort of marijuana. No, it didn't, but, um, um, but there you go. We, yeah, but getting we, back to this, I we mean... We live and learn. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I guess the proof's going to be in the pudding when it comes to the results of the exams. Yeah. Um, well, I just hope that she gets to, to sit them. Yeah. Um, that's the most important well, thing. Well, you know, but then I sort of think, you know... How much use have your exam results from high school been to you, Jace? Absolutely none. Yeah, well, I just I just say to Samira's sister, look, just save yourself some time. Rather than going to these exams, 
get a head on, get a head start on your mates, get a few beers in you. Yeah. Because, I mean, I was in seventh form, um, and sort of halfway through the year, my mother said, sat me down, and she said, look, if you're not going to bother putting in at school, you can leave and get a job. Yeah. So I left and got a job. Yeah, yeah. So you wasted half a year, basically, didn't you? Well, absolutely I did. And and those exams, if I had have sat them, would have done nothing to help me. Yeah. At all. Well, the only thing, I mean, I went right through to seventh form and I got a B bursary, I think, if I recall right. correctly. And I was very half-assed about the whole thing. Uh, the only thing, the only thing it does give you, of course, is the option to go to university, so yeah. you can bum around for another three well, years. Well, but nowadays it's, it's also different, isn't it? Because pretty much, as long as you've got the money, yeah. you can go. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, it's first year free and all that sort of carry on. But the big problem that I had when I was uh, Samira's sister's age was I had no idea what I wanted to do, do anyway. Exactly. Yeah. And so I ended up going to uh, well, it was actually polytech because my mother insisted I go and do something, and I did some kind of. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they still offer it, Jace, but it was some kind of Japanese catering tourism course. Right, okay. Chefing course. That doesn't surprise me. And what I did was there is I went down to Wellington, should never have been living on my own. I had no idea what I was doing. And what I did was I spent, uh, they would give you an allowance, 1500 bucks every six weeks. So every six weeks I would withdraw that, spend it all on piss. Yeah. Uh, And then when all that money was gone, I moved back to Levin and got on the dole. Yeah. So you could cut out the middleman here, uh, Samira's sister. Um, you know, just get yourself a, a credit card um, and just get on the piss and get on the dole. Yeah. Well, of course, that's an option, isn't it? You know, it's just so, and it just means that you're going to find out what you like a little bit sooner. It took me until I was 26 before I uh, worked out what I wanted to do. Um, and I just think it's weird going directly from 13 years of school straight into university, running yeah. up 30 grand's worth well, that's of debt. Well, that's why I fell apart at training college, because it was just like going from school to school. Yeah, it's too And much. I just went, no, no, no. I was having a great time with my mates, yeah. you know, and having to attend these classes all the time, which was just really impeded my, my lifestyle at the yeah. time, you know. And was your lifestyle <laughs> also drinking? Oh, yeah, certainly. Certainly a... A bit of um, herbal activity as well. Sure. Um, you know, a, a lot of herbal activity. I just, I just really think you need some time to find yourself. Well, you, but There's in all no serious, rush. What's no, the rush? No, there is no rush. You're totally right. Yeah. Um, and people feel like they need to go and do this and then boom, 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 boom. And then they get all these qualifications and then they find a job in that kind of realm and then they get to the age of 38 and go, what the hell am I doing Exactly right. There is a lot I'm noticing. And, you know, we've got the brother-in-law staying and, and it's, it's very much that you get through the degree. Now all his mates are off doing different things and, you know, he's trying to find work. There's a lot of pressure on. It's like, mate, have a few beers. Yeah, just Enjoy relax. the time off because you're going to get a job in no time. And then you'll think, God, I wish I'd enjoyed that time off I had. He's been at our place for 14 days. He's been drunk once. Yeah. I would have been drunk 12 times yeah, at, at his least. age. I would have been. Yeah, yeah. Alone, hammered. Yeah. Thrown up over the veranda. Yeah. Well, at least you would have had a nice view, Mike. That's for sure. Hey, well, Samira, all the best with that. Pass those thoughts on to your sister, and I hope that it all works out. I'm sure it will. Yeah, can you give us an update on that one? Just let let us know how it goes. We do. So uh, thank you all again uh, for your input, and it's great, actually, Mike, that you got it down there, mate, given that you've got rid of all the social media and stuff. So Mm. I'm glad that you can still receive, because it's kind of important to the show that we actually receive stuff from people so that we we can respond to them. Well, exactly. Because they're, they're here for our advice, mate. That's right. Well, it's just been lucky that so many have backed up. We've got a bit of a queue. We've also got the email, all, um, all talk with Jason Mike at gmail.com. We're, we are on the Instagram. I do check it um, two to three times a week. So, you know, that will get read. And that's got the handle, all talk with Jason Mike there. Um, so there's many a way to get in touch with us. Of course, we always want you to um, rate and review where you can, where you can, and also subscribe. 
um, you were shooting up those charts. Beautiful. Um, you know, tell your mates about it. Um, post on Facebook about it. Yeah. You know? I mean, we won't see those, obviously, because no, no. we're not on them. Send Jace um, a message on uh, Messenger. They do, all the time. <laughs> and and just on that, you know, I can't respond to all the messages, Mike, that oh. I get. You know what I mean? Oh, but you, well, you can. Oh, I, I try to, but there's like people. Well, do you, though? People, well, I do, actually, but oh. people want me to make videos for them and stuff. And it just, I find it hard to believe that you do try. I, I do. I genuinely do, because I feel terrible. How many do you get through? Uh, I think probably last week I had about 10. And you did? Couple. <laughs> Slash none. Well, no, I did a couple. But then uh, most of them were for birthday requests and can you make a small video for me? You know, and I, I do yeah. those as well. But you just get to a point where you're making videos for people f- forever and then they find out that, or their mates find out that you did a video for such and such and their mates start that's asking right. you to do it. You're doing videos for free. I don't yeah. do that. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's right, Tommy, uh, your little Tom's mum. You know, yes, from the other week. Yeah, exactly, mate. Yeah. Hey, but thanks very much uh, for taking the time to listen to the podcast. Make sure you tune in next week. Make sure you rate it. Take care. Until the next time. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.